everybody welcome back to another week of it's a bames life podcast you already know who it is it's musa isi aka l aka the one that never stops talking about black queer lives so deal with it and this week i'm back with another international me i'm moving international i don't know about you people i'm moving international now i have somebody very special from my motherland and I can't wait for him to introduce himself to you. I'm hoping I'm using the right pronouns, by the way. Please let us know what pronouns you use as well. So I will let him introduce himself, because like I always say, people, I can't do these people any justice who are doing amazing work in our community. So take it away. I'm Raphael by name, and I'm 20 years old from Nigeria. My pronouns are he, him. Okay, okay, you can use whichever one you want. I don't really mind the pronouns. Thank you. Fantastic. And tell us, what is it that you do, Raphael? Okay, well, um, we all know, I think everyone already knows that Nigeria is not really a safe place for the LGBTQ community. So, um, for me, I've given a lot of thoughts about you know how community from my only two webcasts came up, and I didn't know about the podcast earlier actually until when um another queer here in Nigeria set up his own podcast, um Queer City Podcast. I was about to say, is it my brother from Queer City Podcast? <laughs> yeah. So I got to you know check out his podcast on Anchor, and then I found out that I could actually start my own podcast. So that was when I had to get everything up, and then get it up and running. I said with Queerus Podcast. So Queerus Podcast is all about you know um, giving voice to the. I I actually wanted to create create it for the young queers, okay, for the young ones because you know. Growing up in a country like Nigeria, you find out that it's hard to like connect yes. to the queers who are already out there. You are young, you are not exposed, you don't know nobody, you don't know where to start, you don't know how to find yourself. So you're scared of who you're gonna tell. Yes, exactly. So you are looking for who to you know open up to and connect because you can't actually tell your friends, you can't tell your family. So. Yeah, so that was why I had to like bring up the podcast. That's fantastic. And how long has the podcast been going? Um, I think yeah, less than a year. A very um, few months, probably like four months or so. And what is it like having a podcast like this in Nigeria? Um, it's actually awesome because you get to you know express yourself the way. You feel like 
and you know that it's going to a particular audience that actually understands exactly your, your what your experiences are. So, just awesome. That's amazing. And like I said to you before we started, um, you know, recording, I said I'm I'm loving because I I follow Quest City podcast as well, and I follow you guys as well. So I'm loving that I'm seeing, especially in like Africa, that region and that continent, especially that there are LGBT people who are coming up there and they're not afraid to say who they are. Um, there's a couple of people that I follow in Nigeria in particular, South Africa, you know, who, who are out there doing their stuff. And I find it so amazing, but I'm also aware that it's not as easy as it is here. I mean, even though as a black queer person, we do still have our struggles, you can't just jail me for existing. Although you can't jail me for being black, because unfortunately, that's what they're doing here. However, you know, it's not the queer part that they're coming for. Whereas Nigeria, that country, I love my people, Shah, but... Hmm. <laughs> Exactly. It's really, really ah, good. I don't even know the words to use. I don't know if I should use crying or traumatizing because uh, it's kind of hard to understand that nobody understands. You know, I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to put it. It's crazy, isn't it? What's going on there? I mean, I follow another person who has been arrested multiple times just walking down the road because they are aware that he is out and gay. And it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Okay, you're arresting me, but somebody else is killing somebody else and you, you can't find the weapon that was used. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't even understand. And the police especially, they don't even help in matters. That's even the worst part. Because if they helped, it would have been easier yeah. to, you know, to live and keep your private life honestly isn't it and the thing is they're so worried about i think the thing that people who are against the lgbtq community they're more worried about who we're going to bed with than actually how we live our lives exactly they don't, I don't, they don't care how you know, your life is they don't care if you're poor if you're rich if you're um if your mental health is at stake, if you're struggling, you don't really care whether you need money for your school fees, nothing. Just your sexuality is enough problem for them to attack you. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense at all. We don't have lights. Nepa is taking light every day and you're paying bill and you're worried about who I'm sleeping with. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> now we don't even have lights. We're using general now. So imagine, we don't even have enough resources and you're worried about somebody's sexuality. Just crazy. Honestly. And crazy. what has the reception been since you've started the podcast? Um, I can't really say quite now, but we've gotten a lot of listeners, okay? And not um, resident to Nigeria. Um, I was really surprised to, from the analytics that we have listeners from other countries too and I'm really happy about that. Maybe probably with time, before it gets to EA, we must have gotten these places. Yeah. That's, yeah, I find that as well. Because I 
I look at my analytics because my the podcast hasn't been running for that long as well. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I looked at my analytics, and somebody in Russia was listening. I said, Russia. Those people don't even like whether you're white or black. They don't even like you being gay. And so this listening. Oh, the discrimination there. It's crazy. And what do you do, like, when you're not running the podcast, what do you do in your spare time? Okay, um, I enjoy reading a lot. So, um, on Wattpad, I, I started writing this story, though it's not finished yet, on Wattpad. Yeah. So, so inspired, you know, with Nigerian setting and all. So, I think that's all I read. And I listen to music a lot. That's like, <laughs> my saving grace listening to music that's wow then it's cool currently you know they make an own so and what were you doing in school then yeah i studied zoology and environmental biology i'm currently in my third year those two words are very long on me i will not i hope the rest of you hear it too because me i can't pronounce it i heard zoo something ology <laughs> Second one, chicken. <laughs> yeah, I just study animals. Yeah. Now that's easier. That's amazing. What do you plan to do with that then? What like, what year are you even in? Are you, I'm assuming you're obviously in university. Yes, I'm in the university. Uh, I was supposed to graduate. I was supposed to graduate. Um, yeah, I'm supposed to graduate next year, 2021. But now I already have extra year with the pandemic. So probably by 2022, I would have graduated. And then probably, well, I have, I have plans. <laughs> I have yes. plans. That's amazing. <laughs> it's hard. How is the, you know, we've been seeing what's going on in Nigeria. The pandemic in Nigeria, the coronavirus only has certain times it comes out in the day over there. Because, yeah. you know, you have a curfew. Yeah, how, yeah. How have you guys been finding it with the pandemic? Um, life is pretty kind of still normal because people don't really care whether this is out there or not. What they want is to go out and have their life, like to be the same. They still go to market. Like the market is always crowded. Everywhere is crowded. The buses, people cough everywhere. People are not really protecting themselves. Like. They don't even care. They don't even check um, the updates on the number of infections anymore. Like, no one cares at all. They just leave. Wow. While we are here watching the TV every day, finding <laughs> out how many people are dying. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I do love about my people is that we can turn every situation into a positive when we put our minds to it. And I know people are saying, you know, Africa is going to be hit really badly with coronavirus. But I genuinely don't think what is killing our people is coronavirus. Yeah, it's probably hunger. Exactly. Poverty. poverty. Because, you know, due to the pandemic, prices of goods are going high. So that's what people to get what they really want. Even drugs, are get, uh, the price of drugs are going high. So. And that's crazy that, you know, in this day and age, we still have that kind of a problem. But Nigeria, one day, once one day, the, <laughs> when we get the corrupt leaders out of the way, maybe yeah. we can start to see road. 
what what is your plan for Quero's podcast then like where do you see it going what do you think will happen oh yeah I'm actually hoping that it gets to the top you know that it gets known and we get to you know like have more of this like what you're doing now to get invited by other people you know, to talk about and let people know that it actually exists and i want i, I want this um podcast to um to be an instrument of hope to try to the young ones yeah. to get them yeah. to understand you know how to survive because a lot of people are getting um what's the word for it a lot of people are getting trapped you know we use the word keto here a lot of people are getting ketoed you know <laughs> Yeah, but the ones and, um, that don't know what keto is because we have a lot of Uibo listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so um ketos are usually a group of people, gangs. Some of them are operate individually. Yeah, um operate to extort from members of the LGBT community. They kind of sometimes they use um dating platforms, they can use Facebook, um Grindr, Tinder. They would invite you to their to a certain place, and when you get there, instead of um, usually they do this to those who are interested in hookups. Okay, so maybe you are planning to go and hook up with someone, not knowing that they are out there to extort you. So when you get to their location, they might um, use arms like guns or knife or threaten to expose you. So they they would collect money from you. You know, sometimes they might use violence. You. The, um, I think recently, beginning of this year, recently, beginning of this year, someone was killed because he couldn't get twenty thousand naira to give to these people. So they started fighting, and then they end up killing the men. So that's what it is all about. The, the group of men are going to get to extort most of the community. Sometimes they try to back, blackmail them to get money from them, and some of them, sadly, some of them are even members of the community. Without there to help, some even work with the police and the army to connect to other. Because once they get your phone, they can easily contact yeah. other other people yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that's so sad that in 2020 we're facing that kind of like fear. Okay, you've come out now. Maybe other people around you are accepting of it, and you can't really do the things that you would do anywhere else. A simple hookup has now turned into a life or death situation for the sake of 20,000 naira. Just to put that into perspective, people, 20,000 naira in pounds, let me check it, it's not that much. I'm probably saying, I'm thinking maybe 10 pounds. That's crazy that that's even happening in this day and age and that we have a a police force that is encouraging it yeah, rather no. than helping to stop it from happening. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like, especially in some certain states like Benin, yeah. I think it's getting worse there. It's like, like getting more members. It's like tracking them down. They'll get your phone, check your messages, your, especially on social media, check your social media messages and find out more of others you communicate with and then try to track them down invite them to some certain locations like hotels yeah and then 
just to put this into perspective, people, yeah, 20,000 Naira doesn't even make 40 pounds in, in the money that we are in that right now. It doesn't even hit 40 pounds. And then to put that into perspective, my weekly food shop as a single person is more than that. Jeremy, you know I and for the fact that somebody is struggling to even get that money in the first place, that shows how bad and corrupt the system is. And then to yeah. be killed for less than 40 quid. Haba. God two people that are doing it. <laughs> this coronavirus is I do like the way coronavirus in Nigeria is killing the rich. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> I, you know, they will still find the solution. <laughs> if the vaccine comes up, they will be the first to buy it. So the poor is kind of on a safer side somehow. Yeah, but let's hope that everything keeps going um well and i really hope i'm really glad like i said to you at the beginning to see these podcasters pages there's a few pages that i follow as well not just in nigeria not just in south africa but all around kenya like all those places that are really hot for lgbtq community um so it's really nice to see that there's so many people coming out and actually saying, you know what, this is okay. And recently I was watching um, something on social media and one of the guys said, we need to start talking about queerness in Africa because queerness and sexuality has existed in Africa long before we were colonized in the first place and then they left. Yeah. And I think people who really are against it don't understand that concept that actually before we were colonized by the white people, we had queer people living freely. Yeah. Just that sadly, um, it's not recorded, it's not taught in schools. We don't know much about, we don't hear stories about it. So people easily forget that yeah. we used to have in our country. But let's hope going forward that um, together we can all, you know, make, make a difference. Because that's, that's the main reason why I started my podcast was that it's not really about me particular. I'm out here living my life. You can't arrest me. Because you can arrest me, but it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change what I am. I will still come out of prison the same I might yeah. go into hiding, but I might still do it. So it doesn't change it. But I think the more we start to come out and the more we start, the people see that there's other people there as well. We, we are effectively creating an army almost of untouchables eventually. And that's what I would like to see in the future um, going forward. But yourself, have you experienced any homophobia in Nigeria and what kind? Please don't make me cry. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have to. <laughs> the only homophobia I have experienced, luckily for me, is um, um, the the causes from you know from peers. Yeah. But I went to an all boys boarding school, my secondary school. So you know how it is 
especially when you're feminine and all the, it's terrible, the bullying and all. Yeah. So it was just, it's nothing compared to those who have been attacked for their sexuality. So I haven't experienced that much, just the bullying and the abuses. Okay, and how did your parents take it? My parents? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not really like out, out to them. Okay. But I probably gave them an idea once. I probably gave them a hint. So they kind of took me to church, you know, to pray out, to confess to the priest what I've done. So <laughs> now they think that, you know, I'm healed, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm sure I've been... I've been the good boys ever since then, so. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what? That that story, even here in, you know, in Europe, that's a story that's very, very, um, it's known, especially within the Black community, especially within the BAME community, you know, the BAME queer community. Most people will tell you, oh, I kind of gave a hint or I came up to my parents and then they started taking me to church or mosque and in the parents eyes now everything is fine the gayness has just left just like coronavirus after 14 days of self-isolation like do you know what I mean? they, they act like it's a disease like it's Ebola and you know you just cure it and then off you go yeah. and you know my parents well my mom in particular did that she didn't really she didn't really take me to church because she knows that's not gonna run. I already go to church, so good luck. But she would say, Oh, you know, I've been praying for you, blah 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 blah. And I said, Thank you very much for praying. Why are you praying for me? Pray for me to have more money. Pray for yeah, exactly. me to use my job. <laughs> exactly, which is the most important part than exactly. your sexual. <laughs> you know slowly she is starting to I wouldn't say she accepts but she kind of accepts the fact that I will never change mm -hmm. so while though we don't talk too much about it she is fully aware of what I get up to she's aware of when I'm in a relationship and when I'm not and if that relationship is a female if that relationship is a person who's non-binary she's fully aware of that she might be a bit but she just kind of, she's accepted that this is her child. She will still tell people she's not sure. She thinks that they swapped me in the hospital. But we look alike. When I say we look alike, people stop me in the street and ask me if I am my mum. And I say, no, that's my mum. I'm the daughter. And they say, oh, wow. So I said that you can say somebody swapped you. I'm your child without even doing DNA. It's very simple. And we're Benin. We are from Benin in Nigeria. So I know the stuff that goes on there in itself. And it's just so crazy what's happening, you know, on the daily basis, the stories that you hear. Like I said, the people that are able to even still survive and tell their story, and then they still get arrested for telling the story. You just think, ah, Oga police officer, there is other problems in the world. They should be blamed by the law. Like the law doesn't say you should arrest someone when you perceive what the sexuality is. Like the law never says you should just arrest someone for 
dressing them like the female gender, like dressing like the opposite gender. That doesn't even it just doesn't make sense that you have to arrest someone based on their sexuality, you know, when they're not committing any crime. What is the to- law in Nigeria? What is the actual because I've heard so many different I know you can go to jail, but what is the what constitutes you going to jail for 14 years? Okay, the jail term is for those who engage in same-sex same-sex marriage. That if you decide to get married with someone of the same sex, probably secretly and you get caught, you're probably you're going to jail. And if anybody supported that, probably if I think even the event planner that planned the wedding is also going to jail too. <laughs> As long as you're connected to the wedding, even you that attended going to jail, (laughs) then if you're caught having sexual intercourse, that's red-handed. If you're seen, maybe a video of it is released and you're seen clearly that you're engaging in it, you're going to get arrested. But for the fact that you're gay and you say it openly, you should not be arrested, that doesn't because you are just stating that you are attracted to the person of the same sex. That doesn't mean you're having sex with them. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting that they are waiting to catch you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... Do you know what, yeah? That is just so mind-blowing to me that everybody who was involved in the secret wedding, if it gets leaked, will... Yeah. go to jail so now not only are you stopping people's money the event planner now has no money their family will not eat because Imagine. they have to go to jail the person that went and attended the wedding they too will suffer the people that were in the wedding will suffer i'm sure the priest the allah whoever does the, yeah. the wedding itself will yeah. then go to jail <laughs> ah that's a lot of people. That was why, I, I don't know if you heard, when they arrested about 57 men in Lagos at the birthday party. Mm-hmm. That, that was also um, kind of linked to the law, even though they went through anything. So I think they were actually released later. I don't know the end of the story, but they were arrested because they, they were, it was believed that it, was, um, it wasn't just a birthday party, that it was... Um, um, a homosexual club, like they went to a homosexual club, you know, they were clubbing as homosexuals, and they even accused them of cultism. Uh-uh. But because most, I, I, I don't know that most people here in Nigeria believe that um, people, are, people are not just homosexual, like the homosexual act comes from cultism, like as some form Do you know of where ritual. that stems from? It stems from Nollywood movies. So I watched. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a Nollywood movie year, years and years ago and Messi Johnson, for anybody who knows her, she's actually one of my favourite actresses, was one of the main characters and she was in a secondary school sharing a room with some other, not secondary school, a university and she was sharing like her dorm room with other girls. She was like in a girls hostel and um, I think she didn't have soap to bath. So she asked one of the other housemates, do you have soap to bath? I didn't realize that I finished my soap. I will go and buy some later. So the girl said, okay, no problem. Give her a soap. And as she started bathing, you know, Nollywood, they are very good at making that their 
doom, 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 doom music. <laughs> that they will turn simple buffing scene to the time devil has entered your brain. And then all of a sudden she becomes more attracted to women, sleeping with women. And then um, later down the line, the father takes her to a river. They wash her, there's a mummy water there. Then she becomes straight again. Watching that movie, I was probably no more than like 15. At this point, I already knew that I was into females. Um, yeah. I, I thought I was a lesbian, so I knew that I was into females. I didn't even think that I could be bisexual or pansexual or anything like that. And I watched that and I was so uncomfortable watching that because I was like, how does a bow soap make you a lesbian and then all of a sudden the movie is based on around how these girls are part of a cult and they're actually lesbians because they have rich sugar mummies that then sleep with them if you give anybody the bar of soap they join the cult and it was just so do you know it was so bizarre i was like in real life really and truly is a bar of soap going to change how you feel about somebody <laughs> it's crazy. Nollywood is kind of projecting this negative image about um, members of the committee. And uh, I think, well, I think it's kind of reducing now. I think they have, um, the activists are kind of getting to yeah. it. Because it kind of got towards the point yeah. that everything about the LGBT committee is negative. Yes. Every single thing. I completely agree. And, and, and you know, that's one of the earlier movies that I can remember. I've watched some other ones throughout the time of, you know, where they then do the kind of same storyline, but it's men. And you just think, even this one that is acting, are you both sure it's not actually gay in real life? Because it's acting the same very, very well. It looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think it's just so crazy that, you know, I'm glad that Nollywood is kind of shifting. Anyway, I don't watch an awful lot of Nollywood, even though some of the movies are actually better quality than what we get here. Um, But when I do these days, you know, it's more on the comedy side. It's more telling stories that are more likely to actually be true to real life. So it's, it's changing. So I think we are starting to see small but mighty changes in certain industries. And if we keep doing that, we'll be able to, you know, um, get out of this hole. But like, tell us, are you single? Are you seeing somebody? What's the story? Single. <laughs> Welcome to the singles club. Yeah. Because I don't think for now, I think for now I'm just working on self-development because yeah, before you go into a relationship, you have to understand yourself. Well, yeah. I was once in a relationship though, the last time about a year, but then there was kind of, we're not compatible. We had so much differences. So like, I, I thought, I kind of find out that maybe it's because I haven't found out myself. I, I'm yet to study myself to know what I really want. It's not just about romance, intimacy, sex. You have to know more about what you want, how to make yourself comfortable, what to be with to make you feel contented and all. So 
I tend to keep relationship aside, you know, focus on myself for now. That's but that doesn't mean that if I see like if I see someone that I wouldn't go for it. But for yeah. those of you that are listening, we're not here to do any, you know, leeching. I will protect my brother. Don't forget. From here, I will, I will come for you. Don't even try it. But if you think you are decent, though, mm-hmm. not that. <laughs> but just send me their number so I can do research. Here, we are very good at researching people. Yes, <laughs> But no, it's really, really good that um, you know that you've been doing this. How how do you see this going? Do you see yourself just doing podcasts? Do you see yourself um, going further into like the influencing world? Do you plan on staying in Nigeria? It's probably the the real question. Yeah, about that, I, I haven't actually decided. After about it, though, whether I have to stay here and fight or go out. But I feel like it should be the fight to be um will have more impact if I'm here in Nigeria, you know, to keep all that hope. Because if we all keep going out and start fighting from outside, it won't make much impact. Exactly. Okay, so I think the real fight will start when I'm out. So, um. I'm I'm into fashion modeling. Okay. So my plan is, you know, to go into activism through modeling, but that will have to be when I'm out, so it will be easier to do everything openly. So that will kind of take this platform and every other thing further than yeah. it already is now, and be more recognized. That's amazing, and I I really hope that that happens for you. Because yeah. I think we're, you know, even though 2020 has been just bizarre with coronavirus and all the stuff that's been going on, I think it's shed a light on so many inequalities that are happening in this world that people are so much more aware of what they say, how they say it, who they're saying it to, not even just because they're scared for themselves, but more so as a you know, we need to start respecting who we are just as people. You know, and actually, as, as Black people in particular, we have a much bigger fight than sexuality. You know, we're fighting yeah. Black Lives Matter all over the world. And that's even in Africa as well, because unfortunately, a lot of our leaders, you know, if we really look into the history of things, have been placed there by people in Western society so that corruption can happen, you know? And we're not just fighting for black people in, you know, in Europe or, you know, America or anything like that. We're fighting for black people globally. And I think a lot of people have clicked that actually there is a bigger issue happening here. And it's also then highlighted how badly black queers in particular are treated. And then people also of the BAME, you know, the ethnic minority, um, community within the LGBT community as well and I think people are starting to realize that actually there's a lot of work that needs to be done here and we need to get to work so I'm very hopeful that what all 2020 has brought that some people have woken up with common sense yeah because that's all they need is common this thing you don't need to study it like how does who I sleep with or who you sleep with disturb your life 
Exactly. It doesn't take much from you. It doesn't affect you in any way. In any way at all. It doesn't drain the blood in your body. You just have to look away. That's all. Exactly. If you don't like away. So do you have like younger siblings that you talk to about this? Uh, not really. I have okay. five siblings. Okay. I have three brothers and sisters, but none of them are open for that kind of discussion. I haven't actually discussed, um, though my younger brother is kind of open-minded, more open-minded than every other person. I think the other day, um, instead of talking about a quarrel, Asked a question about why people are so against, and I didn't even know how to further the conversation. I told him, "Yeah, actually, and homosexuality is natural." And he was like, "Yeah, exactly." And why people are so bothered about? It? So I'm like, "Okay, wow, this is promising. Maybe I'm going to be coming exactly. up to him first. Yeah, and that so was that we could have. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I remember when my I have siblings who still live in Nigeria. And um, when I told them, they didn't really, I didn't really tell them. They went on my social media, saw me and my ex-girlfriend holding hands, what's my own? And they asked me, you know, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm homosexual. Um, I date women. And at that point, I knew that I didn't just date women because I have dated men in the past. I was like, I like women, I like men. I even like non-binary. And they were like, they were very cool about it. They're much older. I will say that. So they're all pretty much in their 20s, my siblings that live back home. My dad on the other side was, you know, a bit wavy on it, but he also is aware that I live in Europe. So really and truly, what can he do about it? Although he keeps telling me he's going to take me to a special river in the village <laughs> to go and bath. I just told this man, you see, that's where coronavirus is just swimming, waiting for you people. Not for me. <laughs> but, you know, even at that, they're, even though I'm here, they're having the conversation with my dad to say, okay, now that you know that she dates women, is she any different from when you didn't know? What has changed? Nothing. I, don't, I haven't grown two heads. I still work on my job, you know, and he's kind of like, he it, almost like he's having an internal battle. Like, actually, there's nothing different, but he's still not comfortable with the idea. Yeah. And Since he do work with, you know, such lifestyle. So. Yeah. Well, they say yeah. that. And actually, then when we start looking at some people in the village, they've been doing, you know, you know, I've got, you know, aunties and uncles here who grew up in different parts of Nigeria who will tell me, actually, up in the north, it's very normal. So homosexuality is very, very normal in the north of Nigeria. And actually, a lot of women will have their husbands because that's what their family want them to do. But both the husband and wife are just doing their own thing. And they come to that agreement, but the family are even aware of it. Um, you know, everybody seems to just know that it's happening. So I'm just like, how can one country be so divided when it comes to certain things? There are things that run in the north 
that I would never want to even see happening. You know, young children getting married to men that are three times their age and they call that normal. You know, a lot of that has stopped in the South. So there is progression in general happening in Africa with certain things, you know, FGM is not happening as much as before. We're fighting that within ourselves as well. But then there are some just crazy things that are happening, not, and then you just be looking and saying, hi, these people, they're just, you're just giving yourself work. <laughs> it is, it's crazy that these things happen. Um, but I really do hope that Clara's podcast, um, you know, continue, continues to thrive um, and going forward and that things will be able to um, be, be amazing. Um, and I know it's hard even now doing Nigeria because you're using generator, which is just so bizarre to me. How does a country that is sunny almost 12 months of the year? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have lights. Imagine they would have installed um, solar panels at every house. At least, if they can generate enough power, they can use the sunlight to generate enough of it. And they, uh, what I don't know, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know how to start with Nigeria. They have resources, <laughs> but then utilize it. And exactly. those who have the ideas, um, the necessary equipment and the finance to bring their ideas alive. So. Enough. I don't know. I know. It's crazy. And then the people with the money tend to just, you know, squander. Yeah. Our honourable minister fainted when he was asked how much, what he did with the money they gave <laughs> for the coronavirus package. Dramatic much. <laughs> do, and do you know what? It com- when it comes to these things, as much as what um, Nigerian politicians do, and they really piss me off. You always see the funny side of Nigerians. There have been memes <laughs> where they are teaching the whole class how to faint. Yeah. You know I mean? like we, we love to make a joke about things. So we're actually very accepting people of, of people's nonsense. But this blanket kind of um, belief has been thrown out into the, into the world to say, you know, we can take anything but this when actually... That's the least of our problems. Yeah. And do you think that um, do you think that one of the issues we have is that parents don't talk to their kids about sex in general? Of course, of course. That's one of the major issues we have. Like one of the major Parents don't interact with their kids here in Nigeria. They don't talk about when you mention it. Uh, God, even an ordinary kiss scene in a movie is enough to send you to your bed. It just doesn't make sense. We don't talk about all these things. And you see a lot of young girls getting pregnant and young men living wildly, you know, doing um, anything they can. The male child are not educated. The female child, the female child are not well. They are actually the pressure is on the female child mostly because they are going to probably going to get married and all, but they forget to educate the male child as well for everything balance because it has to be balanced. You can't just keep educating the girl child and then forget that the male child one that they are, they are afraid of. It doesn't it doesn't make 
keeping you keep asking a girl to dress properly, but you forget to tell the boy to control his urges. So it just doesn't make sense. I completely agree. And you know it's really funny because I was actually having this conversation with my mum. So I'm one of twelve. We have nine girls and the rest are boys. Now Everybody knows themselves. I think growing up, my, my parents never really had that conversation of sex. Obviously, as I've gotten older, I'm closer to my 30s now. I talk about it, um, not just on the podcast, but in my actual real life. And um, I told my mom that I went to a party and we got up to some stuff and she almost died <laughs> in me telling her that. But she has kids who are old enough to have children. Do you know, like, she getting pregnant right now is not the worst thing that can happen in the world. I choose not to be at this moment in time because I'm focused on other things. So we were actually having that conversation this evening. And she was sat with three of us, all girls. And the boy was going out. (laughs) Do you know what my mom said to him? Where are you going? He said... Somebody's coming to pick me up to eat food. And she said, okay. The rest of us all sat there and said, really? We were grilling our brother. Where, where are you going to eat the food? Because <laughs> most of the restaurants are closed. Where are you going? <laughs> and then we, ha- we went into the conversation of how the girls are treated different to the boys. But what you forget is, the boys land the girls into the situations that they get into. I cannot get myself pregnant. You know, yeah. it's and not did, possible. I you know the girl will still be scolded for getting pregnant and they will still leave the boy out of the situation. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Just... And he, my brother actually turned around. He's younger than me. He's much younger. There's, a, there's 10 years between me and him you know and he actually said to me he he was joking but he said I think I would be the first to have a child amongst all the <laughs> siblings 10 years means that he's still a teenager right <laughs> before him I can't even I forget how many there is none of us are getting pregnant though we're all facing ourselves <laughs> And my mum was like, ah, if you get pregnant, you and the girl cannot live in this house. You have to go and live somewhere else. And I told her, that's not going to happen. I told him, if you get a girl pregnant, I don't care if it was one night, half a night, 20 minutes, we're going to the registry office to go and do marriage. You have married. <laughs> you will not father plenty children. You will marry her. Because if she's good enough, to do it without protection, she's good enough to marry. And that completely scared him. He was like, actually, I'm not up for that. I said, exactly. If I, who is 10 years older than you, is not thinking about that right now, why should you be thinking about that? You know, you can have your fun, but, you know, protect yourself. And I have that conversation with my siblings. And they come to me when it's going to be their first time, or anything like that but now the conversation has opened up with my mum so she sat there listening to us talking and her face is just like doesn't know what to say but after a while she got into the conversation 
and she realized I was actually not uncomfortable and we were laughing and you know just in telling our things that we've done blah 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 and then my youngest sister actually said to her she said the reality is when you put so much pressure on the girls we end up actually hiding to do the things that we do yeah exactly so while the boy is doing it in your face we're hiding to do it and then all of a sudden the girl that you thought could never do that is now pregnant and you're asking her from where did the pregnancy come from where is it going to come from you people will be doing husband and wife we never see you kiss but every year child they even know how it works <laughs> and now we are struggling to find out and on in that process we make a mistake exactly so like i always tell my siblings you know about using condoms the safety of condoms and you know what it means to use a condom and actually having safe sex doesn't mean you're boring doesn't mean that you're not willing to try new stuff it means that you are protecting yourself because you're not just protecting yourself from you know potentially getting pregnant you're protecting yourself from stis and s and stds and you don't want that because some of those stis can be life-threatening you know hiv aids um simple things like chlamydia if you don't know about them can cause infertility when i started telling them about that they were like actually no and you know my some of my sisters will take that are sexually active will take themselves to a sexual health clinic they do that and you know one of them took my mom with her she was so dumbfounded (laughs) about all the different stuff that they talk about (laughs) but she's starting to learn now but but also her children are in a better position because now we're in a position where we can come to her and talk to her about anything um to a certain degree and she's starting to learn and i think a lot of the times we like to tell ourselves that the older generation is not willing to learn actually sometimes if you really just put it in their face yeah they will learn of course you must learn exactly you have to learn but my brother is out eating dinner at this time (laughs) those of you who don't know i'm currently recording at midnight please tell me where in the uk is open at midnight for dinner Hmm? my mom said Uh okay and she just put her hand in her jaw and all of us shouted we're like ah if that was me you would be (laughs) screaming and you know the funniest thing is that one of my sisters they sometimes share a room so my sister said i won't be here tomorrow she's going to see her boyfriend and the other one said, where are you going? Before my sister answered, my mom already gave her the timetable. And we said, okay, so you know where my sister is going tomorrow. Where is your son eating dinner? <laughs> but one, and that made her then think. Her thinking then shifted, like, actually, that makes sense. I know exactly where all my daughters are at any given time but how much do I know what the boys are up to? And actually, if I don't control them, then the problem just continues from generations to generations to generations. Yeah, it's a cycle that doesn't end. Exactly. And that's just even in the you know straight community. What happens when you're queer and you can't tell your parents and then you start doing things and 
you know, heaven forbid you catch an S, you catch something or, you know, you end up in this situation like, you know, you said at the guy at the beginning where he's held at gunpoint, beaten for less than, what, £40 in the UK? It's sad to see that. I mean, we do see that happening here, not necessarily with the queer community, just people just attacking somebody on a random um, but it's sad, but you know, you know that you'd be able to help that person get them to police to get it out. But then to know that the police is part of the problem is just that. Uh, well, didn't Nigerian police is part of the pro- problem for everything? Every single thing, everything entirely. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Oh, uh, do you know what? Nigerian police, I've never known to be a more corrupt force. Nigeria is the only place I know that you will drive whilst being drunk and then hand the bottle that you are drinking to the police officer when they stop you and they will tell you to continue going. And you just think, what? But you know what? I'm glad that we've had this conversation and... And hopefully it starts to spread, you know, even further and people really start to listen and we all come together to, you know, create a safe space for all our people, especially in Africa, because that is, you know, really bad. And, you know, we mentioned Russia earlier on and that place is in Europe and that's just as bad, if not worse to some certain degrees when it comes to things like that. So I really do hope that going forward we'll be able to make certain changes. I don't think everything will change in our lifetime, but I think it will get easier for our children and our younger siblings as well. Exactly. Yeah, but what else have you got to say to our listeners? (laughs) Okay, um, I'm really glad to be here. That's and this conversation has I don't know, I actually enjoyed it very much because you don't get you go, here you don't get the chance to talk about all these things like this as often as possible and I'm really glad and I hope we all understand that our validation is very very much important because some people here just relax and say I don't, I don't have to fight, I don't have, I don't have to we don't have to come out, we don't have to do anything let's just stay in hiding and do our thing and go we found that it kind of continues, even though um, we don't get our freedom now, at least let our children have their freedom. Let's fight for them. So let's start by fighting for ourselves and in turn, they also benefit from it. So that probably when we get older, we could live freely and watch drag race. We can <laughs> and we have our own drag race in Nigeria, at least. Can you can imagine? On, on YouTube, we can actually participate, host our own shows, you know, live freely. It's very, very important. You've just given me a really sick idea. I would love to come to Nigeria and do something like that and host something like that. Yeah, I've been getting that kind of idea lately, you know, like to like host a drag show, you know, you know because here, um, modeling is very common here, pageant shows, there have been pageant shows and all. So I think it would be kind of easier to host a drag show in a form of pageant. But then I don't trust Nigerian police and all, so <laughs> I don't want any drama. <laughs> exactly. But I will say watch this space because that's a very good idea. So whatever we can do here to help, 
to protect it then 100% let us know and I love that message that you said that you know we can continue to live in hiding and do our stuff in secret and do what you know so-called normal society wants us to do but actually we are not only just fighting for ourselves we are fighting for our future children because some of us do want to have children in the future and we want them to live freely however they you know identify so I think that's amazing and that's such a good such a such a good um thing to end on tell the listeners where they can find you where they can listen to your podcast going forward okay um you can find Quirrell's podcast on um I don't really know the number of platforms you can listen on but you can listen on Anchor Spotify um I don't really I don't really have platforms in mind but I, I just search for it Quirrell's podcast you probably find them then here on Instagram you can follow us at Quirrell's podcast on Instagram and then send us a message and you can also send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com fantastic thank you so much for coming on I apologize to everyone who's been listening if you get any cracks this is Nigeria that we're talking to here what do you expect with our generators in today's world let's hope that we get a light soon over there but you guys know where to find me it's Mose Isi um, on all socials it's a BAME's Live podcast on all socials you're welcome Um, not to worry and also um send in your dilemmas your queries your questions, questions. To, um it's a life at gmail.com going forward and very soon we will have another dilemmas episode guys so send in your dilemmas so we can help you get some issues resolved regardless of where you are send some voice notes because i like hearing some of your voices you Sound of, some of you sound cute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like the sound of that. But yes, thank you so much for coming on, Raphael. It's been amazing to have you. And obviously, this is not the end. You know, we're going to yeah. do this again at some point. And that drag race. Yeah. <laughs> my, brain, my brain has started ticking for that. So we will find a way. Nigeria, we will find a way. Don't worry. We'll find a way for these people to do what we want to do. But yes, let's keep fighting the good fight, people. And whatever, you know, us individuals can do, wherever you are in the world to help the fight, not just in Africa, but just in general against the LGBTQ community, let's just start doing that. Until we start to live freely, we cannot really benefit from what this world really has to offer us. Okay, much love. Stay tuned for another week. Make sure to follow, and yes, you know the drill. Bye. Bye.